0: Because a lot of people think free will is a disease, right? Really? The fact that uh, the clip that I'm going to play right now is uh, a villain from Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to destroy every single um, uh, every single world that has life, right? Okay. He wants to destroy all of it because he thinks free will is a disease. Right? Oh, okay. So he gives. He uh, let's hear his argument. So let's play. Um, I think it's uh, clip three. Yeah, cut three. Oh, okay. Let's play cut three.
1: Before there was thought, there was this place, One Earth, with a single history, but with the coming of man came the illusion of free will, and with that illusion came chaos. With every choice we make, we literally create a world. History branches in two, creating One Earth, where we made the choice, and a second, where we didn't. That's the secret of the universe, you know. Billions of people, making billions of choices, creating infinite Earth. Some so similar to each other, you could spend a lifetime searching for any distinction. Others so radically different, they defy comprehension.
2: And all of the branches originate here.
1: Every version of reality balances precariously on this singular Earth. It seems so different from the Earth we know. I can't imagine what series of decisions led to this world hurtling out of its orbit. But I know this. The source of the cataclysm was the same as it always is. Man.
2: You can't be sure of that. Anything...
1: You know better. Man is a cancer. And I've chosen to cut out the disease.
2: You are talking about killing
1: everyone who ever lived. Whoever will live. Ambitious. I choose to make the Mm. only possible real choice. You're insane. Does it really matter? There are alternate versions of me that you would find quite charming. Let's
0: start fighting. It's Batman getting beat up.
1: From what I gather, we're very much alike. Everything about you tells the tale. Your attitude, your costume, your tactics, they all scream of outrage, despair, vengeance. What terrible wrong was done to set you on this path? It doesn't really matter. Nothing matters. What
2: are you planning to do? Talk me to death? Actually, there is a difference between (laughs)
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot to unpack there. Um uh the ending quote I think is very telling because Batman's so Alman is saying man is cancer because yeah. you know, he's experienced some horrible stuff. Mm-hmm. So same as Batman. And Batman towards the end he's saying that we both looked into the abys- abyss. Meaning mm-hmm. like uh we've both had the same past. Yeah. But the difference is that I chose to become something good, hmm. and you... React well to it. Exactly. And you are doing something bad. Hmm. This itself shows that free will exists, and that free will is something good, right?
3: That there's volition. There's, exactly. uh It's not merely uh, animalistic reactions. Exactly. Otherwise, everyone would have uh, mm-hmm. reacted in the same way.
0: Yeah. And, and our man, on the other hand, is this... Nihilist like he doesn't believe in meaning at all. That's why he keeps saying. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's yeah.
3: writing the script. I mean some kind of uh, <laughs> Philosophy he, he, he took a evening class in philosophy. I mean the script writer. <laughs> you, you'll be surprised. I mean,
0: there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of good um, Philosophical ideas in, in superheroes. Yeah, I think
3: well, I think um, these writers. I mean they have to read a lot. Oh, right? yeah So they probably get into certain uh, Certain literature yeah. and that influences them, and that gets them in the mood Mm -hmm. right or whatever they're they're writing about whatever they're in the mood to read about
0: yeah yeah and and the thing with uh batman here is that he he's defending for a moment you think he might agree with alman right yeah just just eliminate all life just get it over with
3: Mm -hmm. right because of the existence of evil
0: exactly yeah and also because obviously batman's not had such a nice life right but he chooses otherwise right he chooses otherwise so again we're going to answer our man's question is free will a cancer is there something good that comes out of it yeah well the angels had the same question to Allah Mm -hmm. right Um, they said uh, um, how can you put someone on the earth who will cause damage and bloodshed Mm -hmm. when we celebrate your praise and proclaim your holiness Mm -hmm. right and then Allah mysteriously says um, uh, I know things that you don't you don't know So what is this thing that, that Allah Taala knows? Mm. Now, farther down, like two verses later, I think, mm-hmm. Allah Taala shows Adam, alayhi salam, the names, mm-hmm. right? And I think the secret to this question, the, the answer to this question is in those names, right? Mm. Now, a lot of people interpret these names in different ways, right? But Maulana Farahi, rahimahullah, uh, he's one of the, the greatest mufassirs of the 20th century. Mm. He said, if you look at the context of the verse, and you look, just look, looking at the flow of the argument and the flow, flow of the verse mm. and the surah. The names that Allah subhanahu shows to Adams, Adam, Adam yes. are the names of the righteous people from mankind. Mm. So when, when Allah subhanahu shows Adam the names, mm. and then these names are shown before the angels, the angels immediately get it. I see. Right? I see. They're, like, they're dumbfounded because they see the virtue of these people mm. that could not exist in creation without the existence of free will Mm. without the existence of moral choice subhanallah so So, that's a
3: complete uh, like Ijtihadi tafsir right? yeah yeah
0: and it's and he he says that if you were to read the surah right without the influence of uh, you know Israeliat like commentary of uh, jewish and christian sources just with the arabic language and just looking at the flow of the story this is what the word names would mean Mm. in, in the surah right and um So that brings us to one of the greatest good of, one of the greatest goods of free will, which is moral choice, right? Mm. We celebrate people that do the right thing. Yeah. And there's, there's, uh, I don't need to prove that moral choice is something good, right? Mm. We put up monuments for people that do the right thing.
3: Which also differentiates us from animals.
0: Absolutely. Right? You said that uh, in the animal kingdom, there can't be any martyrs, right? Uh, Even when there are martyrs, it's in relation to human beings. Yeah. Right? True. (laughs) <laughs> That's very true. That's a yeah, right. great point. I mean, right. a
3: dog is not going to die for a cat.
0: Right? <laughs> right. And, um, and and the thing is, uh, what's so amazing is that angels are supposed to be perfect creatures. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that they're amoral creatures. There's mm-hmm. like no morality attached to them at all.
3: Yeah, there's no choice of good and evil. No. They're like, yeah. they're, they're like the goodness of a baby. Exactly. Right? Yeah.
0: So, I mean, the, they could not possibly do something wrong. Yeah. Right? This is why angels are tasked with taking people's lives, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, you might say, okay, why is it okay for an angel? Like, that's why some people say Khidr is actually an angel. Like mm-hmm. some people interpret because Khidr kills an innocent innocent yeah. boy. So anyway, that's just a, a random here. Yeah. But why is it okay for the angel of death to take somebody's life and not okay for me? Yeah. Because morality doesn't even enter the question when it comes to angels. Mm. They're just doing their command. Yeah. They're just... They're literally uh, Nursi calls them the veils of God's action, True. right? They have no intrinsic will of their own, yeah, right. And but the thing with human beings is that we have that will of our own, mm-hmm. and despite the tremendous obstacles present to us, we make the right choice. I and mean, this is this is shown in yeah. the prophets, right? These are these are the names uh, that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala shows to Adam as Yeah, salam. the Prophet Despite everything, I mean, as you mentioned, he doesn 't have a father, yeah for thirteen years he's he's um, you know just his life is made a living hell by the meccans, yeah, but despite all of those challenges, he still does the right thing, yeah right and when the angels see that they're just dumbfounded right mm. because it's not uh, you know we think uh, doing the right thing is so- something very easy, but actually it's the hardest thing to do
3: right yeah, and you know uh, you ever seen a prophet and lost a sheep in where like an expense sheet
0: in, uh, yeah yeah right, whenever right.
3: they do uh, financial analysis mm-hmm. yeah you always have more expenses than mm-hmm. you have incomes That's right but the income is always greater like luck. in an ideal business mm-hmm. you're gonna have greater income than money spent yeah more money in than money out but the amount of things that you spend upon mm-hmm. just to make that one or two sales right yeah. is so much greater. So the amount of hardship and evil and pain and problems that a human has to go through mm. just to, to, to turn out one moment of, of greatness. Right. Yeah. is so much in comparison, but the greatness outweighs it. Absolutely. I mean, what is the greatest feeling that a human being can have? What did you just say here that human being would take their life um, because of addiction, mm-hmm. right? They would ch- rather the, the thing that they're addicted to over life itself. Yeah. Well, what is that thing that they're addicted to? Filling a void in you said that the uh, love those love be- and compassion. Love and mm. compassion. Mm. So therefore, what is greater than life itself?
0: Love and compassion.
3: Love and compassion. Right? What? How can there be love without free will? Mm. Free will is pre- love is predicated on free Absolutely. will. the precondition of the existence of love mm. is free will, and not only free will. Right? Free will is not the only thing. There needs to be challenges and temptations and hardships yeah. and choices. Mm. For example, if I say, if I put, you're here you are in, in this uh, little makeshift studio, and I put in front of you a, a dinner because you mm. haven't eaten all day. Yeah. And I say to you, I want you to like to eat this dinner. You're going to eat it because you have no choice. Yeah. And I say, what, is it good? Right? And you're going to say yes because you have no choice. <laughs> right? <laughs> now, if I yeah. take you to a restaurant <laughs> yeah. and I put that same lamb, yeah. but... Ten other choices, mm-hmm. you might choose something else, yeah. right? Yeah. And you'll you'll f- comment freely, yeah. right? Yeah. So more choices, then you've augmented the free will. Yeah. Now, once we start putting, uh, if now if you choose my lamb over ten other things, yeah. Now I feel like oh, actually, like I beat out ten other things. Exactly. So that's one level. Now that's choice. Let's take it to another level. Not see, not being able to see God. Mm. Now I walk out of the room and oh. I send in a stranger hey go and ask him what he thinks about that lamp right oh. you don't know that stranger is connected to me right. that's a ghafla the, Imam Ghazali says the importance of ghafla is that it actually b- b- brings out the reality of the human being because mm. if at every moment I'm aware that everything could be sent to me from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm. I'll never have that moment of badiha or natural instincts right yeah. so yeah. if I send a spy out and you're like hey Yeah, Shadi just went into that room and that stranger came out and he asked me right away about the lamb. I'm on to this game. But if I trick you, if I get you in another way, Mm. right, where you're totally unaware. And then you say, yeah, this this lamb is really the best thing here. Mm. That's totally sincere. Now, that statement is the same statement as when I gave you no choices, Mm. right, and I put it in front of you. Right but but which one is more sincere? the
0: the one you just mentioned the second oh, one yeah. right So now let's oh. add another one. Mm. Let's add
3: another one because I really want to know if you like uh, Mike my, my cooking better than anyone else's, mm. I'm gonna actually be rude to you oh. right yeah. I'm gonna be rude to you. I'm gonna now force you to separate between me and the lamb, right? Mm. I'm gonna force you to separate. That's going to now now I'm uh, uh I, I robbed you. You're taking me to court. Mm. And then someone is kind of going to ask you, really, does anyone have a better lamb than him? And he said, you know what? I hate him so much, but he's got the best lamb. <laughs> so pain, right? right? right yeah. The existence of pain. Mm. Okay. So the maturity, think of the maturity of the mu'min to not attach, to not blame, not attach the hardships of life to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And think of the iman of um, the Ashab al buruj. Mm. These people, they're given the choice, go be thrown into a ditch of fire. This happened to the Jews mm. the, and the Christians before us. Who, or the Jew uh, that when they were when their land was taken over by pagans and the pagans wanted to get rid of these monotheists mm. and they hated the Jews, right? And they would put a ditch in the ground or th- with the we, sorry, we shouldn't say Jews. They were Beni Israel. There's is a big difference. Beni yeah. Israel is when they were still upon their prophets yeah. and they're accepted in the sight yeah. of Allah. So. Al-Yahud is after the rejection of Jesus. Mm. So the Beni of Israel, this happened to them. Ditch will be dug. Now, choose. You go to hell? You get thrown in the ditch? Or reject your God? Mm. At that point, right? Think of the truthfulness that they have now. Mm. Right? The maturity of their Iman. The choice. How marinated is that choice now? So, uh, uh, choice, free will, and ghafla. Mm. Uh, a pain and ghafla all augment person's free will and i think believers in america today young muslims with all the temptations around them right and the social uh, pressure against being a muslim to me this augments the love and free will in a way that if a muslim starts to wonder well who am i going to be in comparison to the previous Salaf, right Mm. but you do have a chance to express something that they didn't have none of them had to go against temptations the way you do yeah. right None of them had to go against the grain the way you do. They ha- they may be looking at you and saying, I never had the chance to express to, to fight that fight right mm-hmm. But you do. So even though we don't have their knowledge, we don't have their purity, we don't have their piety, we don't have any of that, but we do have the opportunity now to fight a greater fight. Mm-hmm. So all that uh, is a little uh, you know, a little extra there about the issue of free will. Mm-hmm and its value in, in terms of love yeah. and, and expression and all that.
0: Yeah. So. SubhanAllah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to write all this down. <laughs> yeah, I mean you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean the the, the, the beauty of moral choice comes out only when the, the stakes are so high. Yeah. Right? And this leads to the next value of free will which mm. is significant choice mm. as you mentioned and uh, you sort of touched on this but a person could say okay um, God could let you choose Right, so let's say a kufar chooses to hit a sahaba. Mm. Right, God could let that person choose, and he goes to hit the sahaba. But at the time, as soon as he hits the sahaba, his arm turns into jelly. Mm. God could turn his arm into jelly. Mm. Right, so that his choice isn't negatively affecting yeah. uh, the sahaba. But just as you said, if God were to do that, then the significance of our choices would be completely gone. Yeah, it's if, like it's like if, if he constantly intervenes. Exactly. Yeah. and and. This would be like babying humanity, yeah. And humanity's great task, as we're going to get into, is to um, is to express the moral perfection that they have, yeah. right? And this would not be possible if every time that you make a choice, the
3: then Allah
0: yeah, exactly, Allah intervenes and cuts off that choice from actually happening in reality, right? Yeah. And I mean, this is uh, so. The reason that we're allowed to do the things we do, the most evil person, you mm-hmm. you ask, how could the most evil person do what they do well because if they didn't there would be no such thing as good and evil yeah right the free will if you believe in free will then you should allow a person to own their choice yeah right whatever happens right mm-hmm. and this is this is the great responsibility of the human being to make significant choices and just as you mentioned the the more disparity there is between evil and good, yeah. like the higher the stakes are, right? The higher the stakes are, the, the greater the reward. So, for example, um, a high school, like you mentioned, a high school hockey game, the stakes are pretty high. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about NHL, um, what do they call the final? The Stanley Cup. The Stanley Cup, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, the Stanley Cup. Now the stakes are huge. Yeah. I mean, it w- it's taken to another level, Another right? level, yeah. And What happened to get those two teams to the Stanley Cup? So many teams had to lose. So many people's dreams are dashed. Mm -hmm. But the stakes are so high that the person who wins out of it, subhanAllah, right? I mean, it same... You you
3: wouldn't have any... There wouldn't be a league. There would be no point to the whole thing if there weren't 29 teams Mm -hmm. times 20 players per team unhappy. Yeah. Right? Just to get that...
0: That that final victory. And this is the exact same thing with... Human beings, Mm -hmm. we could go to asfalasafinin, the worst of creation. I mean, even worse than the devils, right? The hypocrites are the lowest um, point of the hellfire. But then we could also get the highest point of Jannah, right? The the awliya and the prophets, right? So the bigger the stakes, the bigger the reward.
3: Now, one of the most, um, I believe that uh, I read one time that one of the most referenced people in Western civilization, mm -hmm. uh, continuous stream of reference is yeah. hitler. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I always believe that all of post World War 2, the world that was established with mm-hmm. its all those institutions, all those policies, all yeah. those laws. Okay. Uh, all that vision. Yeah. Universal Declaration of Human Rights, all of that was to prevent another Hitler. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So Hitler's the uh, and in general evil that exists always uh, is an impulse to form for a lot of good mm-hmm. right yeah it's always a reaction yeah the human beings are not going to just do good for the sake of good mm-hmm. uh yeah, I mean, that's just a, except for the idea yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i mean human beings in general are not going to think about something mm-hmm. unless they're, th- this is the correct expression mm-hmm. human beings will not think about something unless they're forced to
1: right
3: right i'm not going to think about how to eat if i'm not hungry mm-hmm. right so we're not going to think about making sure this tyranny and this fascism doesn't repeat itself mm. unless it ori- originally came in and did this horrible thing, mm-hmm. right? So that's why something like Universal Declaration of Human Rights or yeah. United Nations, things like that, it, it wasn't an impulse on people's mind until something terrible happened. Something terrible and happened. and U.S. law is all about this, right? Mm. All the little policies here and there and why legal papers are so big is because of a lawsuit, because of some harm that, it came, that mm. came about, right, that caused the that w- people to go to court and that caused the resolution to come about and that yeah. resolution ends up in a policy or a law yeah right yeah. and i always look at whenever i getting a car right you get sign this sign this sign this sign this right and i i always tell the guy look this is a lawsuit this was this is the result of a lawsuit yeah. this page is also the result of another lawsuit Right.
0: Yeah. Every everything has meaning in those. Yeah. Uh, every those document that you're yeah.
3: signing off, it's because of some harm happened, yeah. The company is now protecting itself mm. from that har- from being sued for that harm. Yeah. So, evil is actually a a a, a great uh, you know motivator. This is common mm. sense. Yeah. It's a great motivator for people to do good. Yeah. And evil is a result of free will. Mm-hmm. Right. So if all free will was we'll just cut off. At the, as soon as it w- went a- a- awry or an astray, yeah. we would never have this good.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And and uh, if we were, again, if we were just robots, then all this is determined, yeah. then none of our choices would mean anything, right? Yeah. Uh, the person who sacrifices his life for the sake of um, the right cause, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just like, you know, you kill a fly, right? Yeah. Inconsequential, According, if you deny the existence of, of free will. Mm-hmm. But with free will, I mean we we put statues up for this person i mean not muslims but yeah. uh, people put statues up for this person yeah. so i mean again this is uh, these two things moral choice the good of moral choice and the the good of uh, significant choices mm-hmm. are two of the two of the most amazing things that the good that comes out of freedom. Yeah.
3: uh i want to just say you know like that devil's advocate the type of atheist mm-hmm. would say well yeah. why wouldn't god just create that good as is mm. right we said, that's the realm of angels, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And what is better? A good that he just creates for you? Yeah. Right? Or a good that came about out of your action. Right, right. Right? So that you can actually praise some of your own kind right, right. for it.
0: So. It's it's a chance for us to be significant. Yeah. One of the greatest things that a human being, uh, and Richard Swinburne mentions this, one of the greatest things that a human being can do
3: is be of use. Oh, be needed, yeah. Be needed. Be depended upon and for a task.
0: this is why, like very, very rich kids that have nothing to do are depressed. That's right? true. And nobody respects them. Yeah. But you look at a person who, like, let's say, okay, they didn't do much in their life, but then they go to a just war. Like, there's a, there's a really, like, let's say the allies yeah. versus Hitler, right? Yeah. Hitler's a demonic individual. And this kid from Idaho working on the farm, he, didn't, he doesn't really have anything in his, under his belt. He's just a regular guy. He goes and dies with the allies fighting yeah. Hitler. I mean they put up statues for this guy. And yeah. I mean everybody says that his life even though he died a young, was his meaningful. life was very meaningful. He did yeah. something, he was of use, right? And this is one of the greatest things that a human being can do. Yeah. And this would not be possible if it wasn't for a free will.
3: I mean yeah. Karl Karl Marx uh yeah. today uh, today we had a debate on online on uh you know what 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 use is there to certain uh ideas that are mm. Um, based upon disbelief. Yeah. But I said, and, I, and my contribution was that oftentimes they're great critics. Yeah. They're very good critics of other false ideas. Yeah. Karl yeah. Marx had something I read when I was in my second year of college, mm. which I loved. And he said that one of the things that the capitalism takes away is it produces these huge companies. And now you're just merely a cog in a machine right. and have no satisfaction in your work. Mm. And a human being is meant to work but also to feel that his contribution is meaningful.
0: Mm, that sounds like me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking the other day, you know what? Like local economies, yeah. localization of economies mm-hmm. renders everyone needed and useful. Absolutely, right? So if in a if if a, in a in a big university, 60,000 students like Rutgers University, you go mm-hmm. and teach a class, a bunch of kids no no one cares and you move on. Mm-hmm. But in a if it was a smaller college, mm-hmm. right? A smaller school, you're role in that school you're more needed it's more amplified mm-hmm. right local economies are useful in that respect like awesome. i actually my fish i got my fish from like one guy or like oh, two really? guys right certain fish that i get mm. smoked fish i get it from one guy there's I, there's I don't i don't know where else to get it right mm. that guy has some value to me right? yeah. he knows I, every yeah, saturday actually, morning i'm gonna go get my fish yeah. right so he, he gives people um a feeling of being needed mm. um Local economies also make let people know one another. So so in Walmart, everyone's a stranger, right? right. Those workers are going to come and go. He mm-hmm. doesn't care. So that's why I feel like this um, the sort of more natural and local idea of being needed is mm-hmm. important. And what you just said is that the most important thing is to have a meaningful life, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's one of the, the, the really uh, awesome critiques that uh, mm-hmm. Marx made. about uh against capitalism is that it sort of renders the worker to be just a cog and you and complain about that all the time it's like (laughs) uh, it's like a cog in corporate america right so
0: uh, and and remember how we said back in the first episode of the odyssey that um uh it doesn't matter about the length of the life it's how meaningful the life is so so abel uh, dies uh Right? Yeah, hab- hab- so hab- 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 Habil, right? Yeah, Habil. Hab- Habil dies, but he's achieved his perfection. Yeah, you know, he's by not fighting. By not fighting. Yeah. And and even though Cain, uh, Cain lives for a long time, I mean, if he didn't repent, uh, yeah. I'm not sure if he repented or not in um, in Islamic theology. I'm not sure
3: if you know it. Well, we know that um, Sheath, son of Adam, yeah. was charged with the jihad against Cain. Cain and his group. Cain oh. eventually made a rebel group. Mm. They were kicked off the mountain. They also lived on a mountain, right? Oh, he, and they were kicked off. And then uh, Sheath, who is Seth, mm. uh, was a Nabi, son of Adam alayhi yeah. salam, uh, and he was charged with the jihad against them. Mm. They so fought, I, I
0: guess he didn't repent then. So yeah. even if he lived for several thousands years, I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because once you're dead. That's it. Your eternity is doomed. Yeah. So, so again, I mean, this brings back the all the three points of theodicy: the um, that God guides us to a life in heaven, mm-hmm. free will, and that the world is good. Yeah. All these things are inter- interconnected, right? Mm-hmm. And one supports the other. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, you know those two points are very important. The last thing I want to mention mm-hmm. is that Allah SWT states explicitly in the Quran that Adam wasn't created. He was created for the earth He wasn't created for Jannah True uh, Because Allah says At the beginning of the page In Surah Baqarah mm-hmm. I'm going to put on the earth A Khalifa." Yeah Right yeah. And then when he tells Adam A.S. Go you and your wife Live in the uh, Live in the uh, The garden Yeah The word he uses Uskun And No Ali Khan says that I'm, I'm not sure I'm uh, passing this by you Yeah um, He says that the word Is for temporary residence mm. Right And so When, when uh, For example The Christians say that when Adam Islam committed the sin, الله, He destroyed our like belonging in paradise. Mm. He ruined it for all of us, according to them. Yeah. Right? But the Muslim says, Actually, no. Adam Islam was created for the world. Yeah. He was true. created for earth. Very true. His great status, the idea of moral choice, mm-hmm. would not be realized if he just lived out his of existence. And, and Muhammad Iqbal has a poem. He says, What am I going to do in paradise? Yeah. I cannot conquer any more mountains. I cannot yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, so give marvelous. me, give me more trials. This yeah. is this is what uh, Muhammad Iqbal says, so right? Marvelous. Give me more trials. The the greatness of the human being yeah. is in conquering, conquering nature. Actually, one right? of the
3: things that occurs uh, in paradise, which yeah. you think about, is the removal of the human being's love of um, uh, moral struggle. If mm. you uh, think about this, like you know that some people's greatest passion is to work, mm. right? Like I got to do something, right? I got to. Effect change. For some people, this is their greatest uh, pleasure, is to affect change. Yeah, That pleasure is removed from the human being, like plucked out of the human Allah. being. A, lo- a number of things are plucked out of the human being. Mm. The love of um, moral conquest, the love of uh, even ibadah, like salah. Mm. Salah is removed. There's no salah anymore. Salah is Allah. to connect the disconnected. Right, right. Like you're when connected, you're connected. Yeah, right. So that's why a human being, uh, in their first days of paradise, his first, this is an amazing hadith. And mm. the human being's first, uh, uh, hours in paradise, he gets up and he realizes, Wait a second, it's been like an hour or two, isn't our time for salah? Right? <laughs> and then he's told, There's no more salah, right? Oh, so, his, the instinct of a mu'min is still with him. His intellect is still, his brain is still, his intellect is still with him. His aap at- is still with him. And he's like, Wait a second, We gotta pray. And then he's <laughs> told, There's no salah. So, uh, uh, paradise is a very different existence, right? And that's why, again, there, in paradise, there is w- free will, but there's no moral struggle. Mm-hmm. So there is will, but there's will to go from one pleasure to another pleasure. Yeah.
0: Yes. SubhanAllah. JazakAllah um, khair for that explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that concludes our section on uh, free will. Okay. The, so again, quick recap. Free will exists in us.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not incompatible with God's power. Mm-hmm. It's not incompatible with God's knowledge. And finally, mm. um, free will has lots of goods to it: mm. moral choice, significant choices, being of use right mm. and that's that's the too uh, too long didn't read version of <laughs> of um, of this discussion on free will and but I had to go into uh, some depth because a lot of articles that I've read written by muslims they mm. don't even they don't even address this idea of who creates my choice yeah right uh, uh, they don't even address this idea of do I even have free will right. Yeah. Uh, because there are a lot of famous people like sam harris richard dawkins all these people that deny free will completely mm-hmm. so we have to give a response to that
3: so what what is this third one called
0: this third one uh, it's more of um it's more of a um a summary of both of the of both of the things that i talked about mm-hmm. um and the third one the third proof is that creation has good purposes good purposes right? okay because there's a type of person the nihilist, for example yeah. right or the pessimist, he sees the creation as evil. Existence mm-hmm. is evil, right? Mm. The, I mean, sometimes, I mean, there are some people that feel this way, and I've met people that feel this way. They they think that if I didn't exist, it would be better.
3: Why don't they commit suicide?
0: Well, again, the famous uh, coupler from, um, the soliloquy from, uh, what do you call Hamlet. Yeah. Like, what's after death? Mm. And because of that fear, I don't, you know. Hmm. I don't kill myself. And Hamlet's contemplating to be or not to be. Should I kill myself or should I continue? Oh, living? that's literally what it is. That's that's my
3: thought it was some philosophical thing.
0: No, it's it's literally <laughs> uh, he's contemplating whether he should kill himself oh, okay, because cause... he finds out that his uncle poisoned uh he killed his dad and married his mother and uh, took him away from power and his oh, life okay. is like in ruins and Hamlet's uh, just he's just absolutely at uh, the lowest of low right now, right? And he's asking... So he's know,
3: between a rock and a hard place. Yep. That's actually pretty deep. Yeah. But I always thought to be or not to be is... Uh, uh, I'd never realized it was about his life because I never read Hamlet. <laughs> it's one of those things I never... I'm yeah, not, right. I was never interested in that type of literature.
0: No, I mean, yeah. uh, thank God you weren't because uh, you, know, <laughs> you were interested in more uh, important things. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so, I mean, that's, that's what he contemplates. Should I kill myself? Should I not? And he says, Oh, uh, if it wasn't the, the thing that comes after life... Like and that, and that strange place that yeah. I'm going to go to and I have no idea what that's about mm. if it wasn't for that fear well you're going right? to
3: go to it anyway though
0: yeah but what if like for example like what if it's worse
3: yeah exactly. well you got to find out
0: but then you can't come back
3: no you got to find out in this world that's the whole point of prophecy Right, right. So but, you but, become a mystic. You go study, like, you go to the fringes, you go to the mountains, you go see what uh, people have to say, and then you come to a conclusion. I mean,
0: that's, that's one response, right? Isn't,
3: but, isn't most con- convert stories, like, 80% of them are like that, right?
0: It, it, definitely. It's, you need to know like what's that. up. Yeah. But, but most people, they have this fear of death. That prevents them from, um, you know, taking their life, right? And uh, for religious people, it's the fear of hell, obviously. But a lot of people, I mean, especially in the modern world, I mean, this is something unique in the modern world, right? Mm -hmm. You won't find this in Black Plague, Florence, Italy. Mm. I mean, Chesterton says something amazing when I read the line. He says that a person that lived for 30 years in the worst conditions in the civil war in Italy, every moment of his life was... Filled with joy, huh. right? But the people today—they hate existence. Yeah, right. But they have so much pleasure. Exactly. So, and and that uh, this is this shows us that meaning is really the central. Meaning thing Meaning is so important. It's and so important.
3: And like you said about the rich and the more you have, mm-hmm. um, I was just thinking today I saw some kind of commercial about people saying, you know, me and my 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 best friend, my depression, right? Yeah. And people are talking about their depression like almost like so casually, like this, yeah. but thinking to myself, like, really think about it. You don't have to walk to get water from a well. You don't have to do, you don't have to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But then again, that's the problem.
0: That's the problem.
3: Because when you yeah. walked and got water from the well, uh, you know, three blocks, pumped the well, water, came back. Mm-hmm. Someone thanked you for that, right? Exactly. Someone needed you to do that. Mm-hmm. So you have value and purpose, even if it's these little tiny purposes every yeah. single day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so what we've done with machines, and what has been, you know, something that no one can really cont- stop this technology mm-hmm. has actually removed a lot of that It's it removed
0: a lot of the joy of existing. being needed. Yeah, Yeah. being needed. Yeah. And, and it's especially the like the type of addictive tech, right? Yeah. It gives us just physical pleasure, yeah. but it, it never really asks us to contemplate, right? Yeah. Um, so, again, we fall into that ghafla. Mm-hmm. And this type of hating existence comes out of this um, a sort of ghafla phase of, of yeah. the human being. Uh, so this third proof is that—that's what it's trying to say. It's—it's it's trying to say that creation is good, mm-hmm. that existence is good, mm-hmm. um, and it has good purposes, right? So th- thats the proof. Um, so let's let's play. Let's hear what Macbeth has to say okay. because Macbeth is the ultimate tragic character, right? He okay. kills his king. Um, now in this clip, he finds out that his wife is dead. Okay. Right? She killed herself. Because there's an army outside Macbeth's castle. Because mm-hmm. he killed the king. So the, the so
3: just to give the recap. Yeah. Now this I know because my wife yeah. is a read, reader of the classics. Yeah. She reads the classics. I like to read stories about like great people, right? Yeah. Like um, biographies. Yeah, I would yeah, say. yeah. Yeah. Um, just for the audience who don't know about this, so Macbeth is a soldier. Mm. He's a good guy. Yeah. His wife is Shereira. She is evil. Yeah she's his wife i think macbeth he he meets these three witches on mm-hmm. the street they tell him you're going to be the king mm. his wife then interp she, she she interprets this in her own way exactly. and she says well then go kill the king mm. right which is not the interpretation at all right right and he's like what how so he kills the king yeah then he becomes the king then um he has a loyal soldier yeah then he goes and sees those witches again or his loyal assistant mm-hmm. he goes sees those witches again those witches are like shuddering because of how evil Macbeth is yeah, yeah. But how he did what he yeah. did and I said well what's in the future next he says that your your ally your friend mm-hmm. I see that his, ch- his children are the future kings yeah so he assumes then, now that uh, kill them too. he's going to kill me, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he kills them. Mm. So Is that what happens? He tries yeah, to kill yeah, them? Yeah. So he so does kill them.
0: He kills his friend, right? He kills his and friend. And there's yeah. this guy called Macduff, who's also his friend, yeah. that escapes mm-hmm. and he brings back an army to take, yeah. take down Macbeth. Okay. And this scene here, this is um, the speech tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. It's one of the famous speeches of Shakespeare. Okay. Where Macbeth, he's a complete nihilist, right? existence is terrible huh. so
3: existence has become terrible for him exactly he's a middle character he's like nafs lawama right he's yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. good some he sometimes, has goodness yeah. in him but he's also swayed to the evil yeah. does he, uh, be, he becomes totally evil
0: he he becomes like a tragic figure right he's yeah. like he's like i bought this on myself right yeah. this speech is done when things are going so bad yeah. and he doesn't blame himself he mm-hmm. can't see what's wrong So Uh. this is the speech that he gives. So let's let's play that clip. Uh, I think it's called Cut for Macbeth. Okay, so let's play that. Very good.
1: Wherefore was that cry? The Queen, my lord, is dead. She should have died hereafter. There would have been a time for such a word. Tomorrow. And tomorrow, and tomorrow, creeps in this petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded time. And all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death. Out, out, brief, candle. Life is but a walking shadow. A poor player that struts and frets his hour up on the stage and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying See. Mm. Yeah.
3: Hmm.
0: Very powerful. Yeah. Um I mean mm. <laughs> Life is but a walking shadow. He's he's mm. he's he can't stand that tomorrow is gonna come. Tomorrow comes, the next day comes, the next mm. day comes, life just continues on yeah and every moment to him is just it's um it's horrible. Mm. And he just wants it to end, right? wow um, and that's the speech he gives um, well let's let's see an opposite view okay let's see an opposite view let's let's play the clip um, cut five
2: okay uh, uh, hy I love watching seasons I like watching transitions one of the things that I really like about Allah is that he's made this planet with four seasons I mean I just think why he did because sometimes when it's summertime I think why isn't every day like this but then I realize I wouldn't appreciate that day if it wasn't like that and then when winter comes it's amazing too and when spring comes subhanallah and then autumn when the leaves are falling and changing colors and so I actually really enjoy that and one of the things that Allah says in the Quran is one of the reasons that he did that was for you to be thankful Mm, mm. the one who wanted to remember god but also to be grateful to god that's why he made this changing of the night and the day and the transitions Mm. in the world Mm. so i mean i really love that about my lord i mean i was thinking today i was peeling an orange and i was thinking how easily it is to peel an orange like when you actually break it and you get that smell that comes out of it god didn't have to do that you know but it's just (laughs) It's just such a beautiful thing to do. And then the fact that it breaks into pieces, it's like a very generous fruit. So if you're with other people, you can share. It could have been just one lump fruit, like an apple. Well, I was thinking about that today, just this orange, and I was looking at how easily the peel came off, and I was just thinking – you know, may' i make us grateful, not Sorry. just for the, the orange, but for the, the peel, and for the smell, and for the taste, and for the benefit of it all. It's just, I, I really feel like modern people have become so disconnected, because now they have orange drink, and it says, just like real orange. That's the <laughs> modern world to me. It's... It's all synthetic. It's one, you know, it's one step away from God's world. And so people are disconnected.
3: That is a beautiful clip. I mean, mm-hmm. I never, you know, gave two thoughts about that. But mm-hmm. just the fact that, you know, think about that, something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, and I don't know. it's
0: <laughs> you know. It's, it's so crazy. You can see the contrast, the huge contrast yeah. between Macbeth's view of life yeah, uh, and and, uh, Sheikh Hamza, well,
3: the, the part of the seasons, I've thought about that so much, mm-hmm. you know, like I love because in Jersey, we have the seasons yeah. um, in the East Coast. We have them very well, like really good. I mean, yeah. in my childhood, it was more like literally clockwork. Mm. December 21, winter. Right. Uh, whatever it is, June uh, or what is it? Uh,
0: spring, uh, summer.
3: Mm, 21 to January 21, February 21, March 21, mm. uh, spring. Right. And then June 21, summer. September twenty one, autumn. Right, yeah. and you loved each. The transition was so beautiful. Mm. Um, now that that one's sort of an obvious one. The the orange one is something I <laughs> never gave two thoughts right. to. I mean You don't have to wash it; it's hardy, mm-hmm. right? You know, uh, it comes off. The scent is beautiful. Uh, and someone once said as that um, that Sharia uh, is Sharia is like the appeal of the orange, mm. right? Love of the Prophet is the scent of the orange right mm. and the taste of haqi- the haqiqa like right of the sweetness of iman, that's the taste of the uh, taste of the orange mm. right is the taste mm. right They said it they were a little bit more undisciplined and they said the peel is the sharia uh, the orange is the prophet and Allah is the taste. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I'm like, okay, well I'm like we're not going to put it that way, yeah, yeah. right? You could put it that way. <laughs> there are sometimes un- there are uh, the Quran says there are wild flowers and there are planted flowers, mm. right? Yeah. There are things you plant and there are wild growth. Mm. The wild growth is beautiful to look at but you can't eat from it. Yeah. Likewise there is Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala he has uh, worshippers who are untrained worshippers. Mm. They're untrained, right? They, through experience and through whatever they went to attend at the masjid, mm. but there was no training, no discipline, no study. Mm. So they're the, like, the wild, the
0: wild awliya, the, wild,
3: yeah. the awliya that grew out of the wild. Yeah. It's beautiful to look at mm. and to think about and to visit, but you can't take from them. Yeah. And then you have your scho- the, the scholar, who is a pious scholar. Yeah. You can take everything from him. Mm. He's like the farm the farmer knows exactly what he it's not poisonous you can eat anything in a farm but you can't anything in the wild, yeah, in the wild right yeah. so uh, this person was a sister that is uh, one of those types of untrained pious woman mm-hmm. and she said you know the orange the the peel is the sharia the orange is the prophet and Allah is the taste <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, was like, okay. Uh, yeah. I get I get your point but we can't say that <laughs> We Allah. can say it like that. So yeah. that that is amazing, Subhanallah. When a mu'min's heart is connected mm-hmm. to Allah, he sees everything good. Yeah, unbelievable. He sees everything good.
0: And and you can't see the fact that you can see everything as good is yeah. proof of this third point that yeah. creation is good. Yeah. Um. If if creation was not good, you would not be able to find good in everything. Yeah. Right. Uh. And even Nursi. And again, the point of the uh, these part two part podcasts, uh, maybe three parts. I don't know. No. No. Okay. Go ahead. Finish. Yeah. Be, finish, it's and
3: then I want to. Uh, Summarize.
0: Yeah. So the point is, again, to see the things that happen in our lives as as good things that we can take uh, lessons from, right? Just as Sheikh Hamza is doing here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very different uh, point of view of life than Macbeth,
3: right? Uh, So the first thing that we did was Theodicy Part Mm 1, guidance. Yeah. Theodicy Part 2, free will. Mm. Theodicy Part 3 is going to be goodness of life.
0: The goodness of existence.
3: Goodness of existence. Yeah. yeah. But these are the three parts. We we that, that what we did two three months ago was, mm-hmm. the idea of guidance.
0: Yeah. The idea that Allah uses free, uh, evil yeah. to guide us towards Him. Towards Him. The sweetness of worship.
3: This episode we just did was free will. Free will. Yeah. And then the next one will be.
0: Uh, this um this is going to be on the goodness of existence but but okay. here's the thing since it's a summary of both of those concepts yeah. i mean uh we don't uh, it's very very short there's only like uh one point so um i'll leave it up to you if we if we should finish i have i've have just like i've like a, a few like few more bullet points and we could be done what do you think
3: mm, yeah uh, it, is it is it less than your drive time
0: um is it less yes it is yeah.
3: then we we'll do it yeah okay. yeah
0: um so we could uh, should we go right into it yeah yeah inshallah okay so again the creation by its very nature is something good right we're saying existence by its very nature is something good Mm -hmm. in fact uh, the the great theologians would define existence as the greatest gift that God gives to human beings Hmm. right this is the greatest gift that God gives to human beings that makes human beings indebted to God right goodness goodness yeah right um but again, people would deny that existence is good. So let's let's prove it. Mm-hmm. So the question to answer here is the question: Why does creation exist? We can know something's purposes if we know why it exists. Mm-hmm. So Allah says in the Quran, uh, "What does He say? We didn't create um, insan and." Uh, a jinn except worship me mm-hmm. now Ibn Abbas uh, uh, has an interesting tafsir of this he mm. says that means to know him mm. right and another meaning of Abad uh, um, is also to follow mm. right so what could this mean that God created human beings number one to know him mm-hmm. and number two to follow him what does that mean
3: mm.
0: now there are two ways uh, we could talk about these things One, to know him means to know God, Mm. his attributes, right? So creation exists so that human beings who have this gift of existence can get to know God. Mm. And number two, how does a a human being follow God? Well, taking on the characteristics of God, right? The names of God. And I'm I'm putting air quotes with my hands just to uh, warn people that I don't mean this literally, right? The type of mercy that we bring into ourselves is not the same type of mercy that... Allah subhanahu wa taala has, mm. but uh, the Prophet says in a hadith, I'm not sure if it's sahih or not. Uh, you could verify. Um, Clothe yourself in the in the character of God.
3: So that that's not sahih. Okay. Um, there's no even trace for that. But what they took from the meaning mm-hmm. of that is that when Sayyida radiallahu anha asked mm-hmm. what was the Prophet like, she didn't want to say that. So yes. what she said and says is he was the Quran walking, mm-hmm. meaning he was the exemplary of what Allah would want from a human being, oh as opposed to Take the characteristics of Allah because some of them we can't take, such as Al mm. the yeah. uh, the yeah. arrogant, right? Or the self aggrandizing. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of them said we can take the Jamali but not the Jalali, which yeah. is the beautiful, but not the majestic. But that's majestic. not even true either, because yeah. some of the majestic you can take. Exactly. I mean, the, the justice um, yeah, exactly. yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. The justice and mercy. Yeah.
3: So. So that's what Sayyid Aisha. They what the ulama said about that is that mm-hmm. it, it's similar meaning, but she was careful about her wording. Yeah. So she said he was the Quran walking. Yeah. And that was really majazi. The Quran doesn't have attributes, but mm-hmm. what she meant was. The uh, the qualities That yeah. Allah would want In a human being He had them all mm-hmm.
0: And uh, even there's a Hadith Qudsi Which says that my, my servant I mean I'm paraphrasing mm. But my servant does Nafl, uh worship Until he grows Oh this so is the most of This is Hadith yeah. Al-Wulayah Yeah
3: Hadith, hadith Al-Wulayah yeah. Exactly
0: Until until I become the hand With which he uh, Strikes I think um, yeah. And then the feet With which he walks I mean what could this mean Does God become human mm. No Obviously not Right Mm. Uh, this, is how, this is how the Christians would interpret it. Yeah. But what we say is it's talking about this verse, yeah. right? That the human being is a complete, it's like a mirror. The human being's like a mirror mm. who's perfectly reflecting God's light.
3: God's will, yeah. God's, and God's his will, will and exactly. his light. Yeah.
0: So, so that, that's what that hadith means. That yeah. whatever the human being does, it's actually a reflection of God's command, mm. right? And he did that, the human being did that out of his own free will, mm. right? So these two great purposes, uh, knowing God, Uh, and um, uh, taking on his attributes, Mm. right? Reflecting these attributes in creation are the two reasons that creation is fundamentally good, Mm. right? Now You might be saying, well, why couldn't God create another world, right? Where these types of goods could come about without having to do... Without effort. Without effort or without evil, right? Now, here's the thing. Remember what we said back, um, uh, like uh, 30 or 40 minutes back, we should not go into the mind of God and try to answer the question. Mm. I mean, how would you answer this question? Why didn't he create another world? Well, okay, because, I mean, how would you answer the question? You're not God. So you wouldn't know why he didn't create another world.
3: It's just like someone saying, uh, like you said, the the chess match. I say, why don't you just uh, use the pawn and take the king? Well, it doesn't work like that. Yeah,
0: Yeah. and and here's a better, um, a more easier way of uh, putting it like for example if you see somebody drinking soda yeah. and not water it's like why are you drinking soda yeah. and the person says because I want to that's it
3: right that's, that, that's a good point because uh, with the wills of Allah subhanahu wa yeah. ta'ala are there's the in, in the Quran there's the word istifa and mm. ijtiba mm. right uh, yajtabi and yastafi so yajtabi is when Allah ta'ala chooses someone or chooses a thing mm. for a reason a mm. reason that you can know yeah. For example, Allah chose Talut, uh, who is Saul. Yeah. But then, and explains why he chose Talut. Because زاده Wal uh, yeah. he, cre- he, he had great knowledge, and he had a g- strong body, right? However, when it comes to other prophets, let's mm. uh, say the Maryam, for example, he uses اصطفاء. Mm. اصطفاء is choice without a reason. Mm. Like for, for, for a reason within himself only. Yeah like you just said i want to drink coke right yeah. or i like or i like the color red or i like yeah. the i like chocolate i like it. that's it exactly. that's that I don't, I don't have to have a justification for it and this is exactly how imam ghazali defines choice
0: yeah. choice is the pure essence of choice yeah. is having the ability to choose between two equal things mm-hmm. and just choosing one of them yeah. right uh, i mean there are some objections to it but those objections are not strong right yeah. um, but again yeah i mean that's a beautiful point yeah. uh, but the thing is here's a here's an, uh, another question I mean, sorry, another point. Those worlds could exist. Yeah. You, want, you want a world where um, money grows from trees? Mm-hmm. That world probably exists. Yeah. But this, it's not the world that you're in right now. Yeah. And when you find yourself in existence in this world, you have to work with what you got. And what you notice from, uh, from your reasoning, from revelation, from looking at the world, is that God manifests his attributes in the world. right? And number two, that humans find the greatest pleasure in worshiping God. So this is from your observation right now, right? Um, so this is what leads us to these two conclusions. And, um, you know, uh, number one, that God uh, created existence for us to know him. And mm-hmm. Number two, uh, to take on his attributes.
3: I find these things like, why not another world? I find yeah. these uh, types of uh, so things to be silly because mm-hmm. you're just basically assuming that that other world will have no problems either yeah exactly. uh, well, it would be perfect uh, and you're basically saying why not just give it's the same reason why don't you t- your teacher just give you an a right <laughs> <laughs> right so there are certain functions that the struggle mm-hmm. uh would would uh, benefit the struggle yeah. benefits this you, medical student need to know exactly who's good and who's not because yeah. some people don't die yeah exactly. right so there are functions just as we understand that function mm-hmm. why does just everyone get an a yeah. Right. Well, because we need to, to go through the struggle. The struggle mm. has a value. Exactly. Right. So
0: and the now what we're going to discuss mm. is how exactly do we know God, right? Mm. And uh, I'm not talking about revelation here. I'm talking about observing out in the world. Mm. The way we know God is when God manifests his names. Mm. Now, people just throw this idea around as if, you know, we all know what this means. Yeah. What does that mean, God manifests his name, right? So let's say you look at a cat mm-hmm. and it's an injured cat. And um uh, you see you feel some mercy welling up in your heart yeah right now the Muslim would say that God is manifesting his mercy through you mm. to the, towards the cat now what does that mean now all we know is that there's this thing called mercy mm-hmm. and we don't know how to describe it we know it exists mm. we know when we see it yeah right we, we see when we see justice we know when we see it right yeah but we we have no idea of its true nature mm. right the only thing we can say is that it it cannot come from something material Mm. right because there's no logical link between the atoms in your body and mercy
1: Mm.
0: right if the only thing that exists in the world are just atoms then killing the cat is the exact same thing as saving the cat Mm. it doesn't matter right just as Al man said right yeah it doesn't matter right yeah but there's this extra thing Mercy It's coming from somewhere else mm-hmm. And we know it must come From outside of the universe mm-hmm. It cannot be something From within the universe What's the true nature of it? We don't know But here's the thing What's the true nature of water?
3: Mm-hmm. Like what would you say? It's hydrogen and then
0: What's the true nature of hydrogen?
3: Oxygen. Well at that point You don't have no clue It's tawqifi <laughs> <laughs> Tawqifi <laughs> exactly. means it just is Right That's what tawqifi It the, just uh, is the,
0: the better answer is You don't know Yeah you have no idea what the true nature of water is, yeah. you just know its function,
3: yeah,
0: right, and this is this is why uh, philosophers go off track because they're trying to find the essences of things, right mm-hmm. what you're actually observing is the function of something, yeah you're not observing i mean um, like when you look at uh, when you look at water, the physicist is going to say water is pure energy at its very basic level, it's pure energy, okay. and then you ask the question, what is energy
3: mm-hmm. yeah, you don't know so. Yeah. Like what is a calorie that we're trying to burn and there are like our enemy and all that stuff. It's a it's what is it, the unit that takes it's actually one calorie is actually a thousand calories. Yeah. And it's some kind of a unit that relates to heat or something. I mean but ninety nine point nine percent of the people are professing to be able to burn it. Yeah. We don't even even define it. Right. Exactly. That's the same thing, like most most things in the world Mm -hmm. the actual essence of it. Yeah, we have no clue what's going on. No clue. I was literally talking to a guy, and you know Virginia has most of the IT. And there's a lot of data in mm, Virginia. And yeah. this guy's, you know, one of the uh, top uh, IT guys. And he has a big shot job. Mm. Uh, data security, whatever he's done. I don't even know. Mm. <laughs> so I said to him, tell me exactly what happens uh, when a text message is sent. Right. And that's what I always I always ask him the same thing. He said, oh, blah, blah, blah. I said, no, no, exactly what is going on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What kind of thing is coming out? That is unseen to us. Mm -hmm. That's going that fast to the satellite, pinging around and then landing in your phone into an image of a text. Mm. So he's like, yeah, yeah. At that point, I have no clue.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's again, you know what it is? It's a radio wave. Now you ask a further question. What is a radio wave? Oh, it's uh, particles of light. What is a particle? Like, as soon as you get to the true nature of reality, you keep digging further and further, you get to a point where your mind just can't handle it anymore, right? Because we have, uh, God didn't give us the knowledge to know the true nature of things. He gave us the knowledge to realize. To manipulate them, uh, use them. To manipulate and use them. And also very important for for belief, which is to know their source. Hmm. Right. What we can say about water is that it has a source. Mm-hmm. What we can say about this glass yes. of tea here is that it has a source.
3: Actually, uh, yeah. Habib Omar uh, mentions that uh, in the Quran, Allah never says, "Think about uh, X." Hmm. He always thought, uh, "Think about X. How Allah created it." Oh, subhanallah! Right? <laughs>
0: subhanallah!
3: And you know, one of the yeah. m- one of the type of um, riddles that always uh-huh. the Adam yeah. is supposed to be the least smallest item that is indivisible yeah right it's the smallest entity in, in, of matter uh-huh. however the irony of that is that n- we have to believe that there is a smallest I- uh, mm. entity because it's got to be something right yeah. it's got to be a limit nothing is infinite only Allah is infinite yeah right so then at that point what is the uh, you're going to keep going smaller smaller and smaller and the Hindus said well the it's shaped like a circle Mm. Right? Yeah. The Ashari say "You can't if it's shaped a circle. There's a top and a bottom. Yeah. You could cut it in half. Right. Right.
0: Oh, subhanallah. Okay. Right? So this is why they say that it's it's um, a formless, formless, subhanallah, dimensionless. Wow.
3: Because I- if you give it a shape, you can cut it in half. That's genius.
0: <laughs> that's, that's genius. Okay. That's yeah. that's why I'm Ashari. Yeah. Hashtag ash-aris. <laughs> <laughs> uh So subhanallah. I mean, see, and and the thing is you ask us to think about what does it mean to be formless? Yeah. What does it mean to be dimensionless? I mean, we have no idea, yeah. right? We can't even uh, see this in reality. Yeah. So the same thing with mercy. We know that it has a source. Yeah. We know that it must have a source. But uh, we can't, I mean, we can't see it physically under mm-hmm. a microscope, right? Um, but the thing is that this mercy comes out from the outside, whatever attribute you want to call it, mercy, power, mm. justice, right? This attribute comes from the outside and it's reflected in creation, mm. Right. It's reflected in creation. And Nursi has something so, uh, I mean, he has this passage here um, where he talks about how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes Himself known to His creation, mm. right? And how evil um, plays a part in it. So he gives the example of um, a cloth maker, right? A person who's amazing at making beautiful cloth, right? Mm. And then he hires this poor person to come and He's showing off his cloth to to the like this group of people right and he uh, hires this poor person uh, And he puts his cloth on top of this poor person and he says stand up turn around uh, Let me cut a bit here. Let me cut a bit there. Mm. Let me show you from this side Let me show you from that side everybody goes ah, ooh, right and then this poor person he says It's like why are you making me do all this right? Mm. So Nursi says does the poor person have a right to complain? Mm you're wearing the greatest cloth made by the greatest artist, True. and you're being admired by everybody, Yeah, right? So how can you complain? Yeah. So he says that evil is sort of the same thing, uh, where, where uh, like... It's um, like a minor side effect. Exactly. It's like a, side a greater effect. picture exactly. in which you should be grateful. Yeah. yeah. So uh, again, we come back to the manifestation of the names. Yeah. So Allah shows His power of curing people, mm. right? His ability to come to the aid of people that believe in Him, uh, so believers get sick, right? Mm. And so Allah subhanahu wa taala cures them. Um, so you can't, you can never say, "Oh, there's a plague in a city. What's the decree of Allah? Don't do anything." Right? Mm. When you're fighting to find a cure, you are actually the instrument by which Allah manifests His oh, name. Uh, yeah, of,
3: of, of become shifa. a sabab, yeah. you,
0: you become a subbub, and so this is why creation is fundamentally good because your existence, you are a tool for manifesting Allah's name.
3: Yeah, and the the highest. Level that a person can reach Is mm. to be used by Allah Exactly, exactly. To be loved and yeah. used
0: And the awliya are Like Just regular us Muslims Like We manifest You know uh, The will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Once mm. or twice in our life You know Whatever mm-hmm. right The awliya are like Perfect mirrors
3: Yeah it's important.
0: Allah's light comes to them I mean this is metaphoric, Obviously yeah. Allah's light comes to them Allah's names comes to them Just reflected back
3: S- right? uh, Sayyidina Ibn Ata says uh, From the awliya From the people are three mm. One that Allah loves mm. One that Allah uses, mm. may or may not love. And then one that Allah loves and uses. So be from the one that Allah loves and uses. And uses. Because we yeah. do believe that Allah can use someone mm. whom he doesn't love. Yeah. right? There's a hadith the Prophet said, the Rajul al-Fajr, a corrupt man, mm. right? But Allah will use him for the sake of the deen. Mm. Like it could be like a scholar of fiqh, but he's corrupt. Yeah, yeah. But Allah uses him to teach people. Yeah. Right. He makes the people love him so Mm -hmm. that they go study with him. Right. They take benefit. But uh, then he's himself is going to be punished. Mm -hmm. Right. For his corruption. Uh, So as loves and uses.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why like uh, existence is pure good because existence, you existing is giving you the possibility Mm. to be an instrument for manifesting Allah's names. Right And uh, when I learned this I mean when I learned occasionalism I, I sort of got a little depressed And um, fatalistic Because yeah. if Allah's doing everything Then mm. where's my you... free will yeah. But if you, if you take this idea into consideration That the human being is created To be a mirror for Allah's names mm. Then when you're lazy And you're not doing something You're not manifesting Allah's name mm. Right For yeah. example If you see somebody fall on a train track Right mm-hmm. And then you say Oh this is the decree of Allah the Evil in the world Whatever Right yeah. At that point, what Allah expects from you is to manifest His name, yeah. right? So you should be going to save the person. Yeah. If you don't do that, you're not manifesting Allah's name, yeah. right? You're like, the light is coming to you and you're turning the mirror around mm. and it's facing the dark side. So no light gets, no light gets through. Mm. And this is why we're responsible for evil. And God's not responsible for evil. Mm. Because God sends us the light and we're like a mirror that turns around and says, I don't want the light.
3: And one right. of the one of the best answers to that is that evil itself is a uh, a lack. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's a lack. It's, it's a lack that, of good. It's that the good was there, mm-hmm. and you uh, avoided action upon it. Exactly. So that's why the, uh, the Allah Ta'ala is cannot be uh, evil cannot be attributed to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Uh, yeah. No, because the good is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the The law is there for you to act upon. Yeah. You didn't act upon it. Yeah. You so you're it. not going to take someone to account for. It's almost like someone. Put a plate of food in front of you
2: mm.
3: You chose not to eat it You died of starvation The host cannot be blamed for that <laughs> Right?
0: <laughs> right Yeah so. SubhanAllah yeah. Uh, And uh, so let's let's move on to Like how does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala First of all Why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Manifest His names in this way Like mm. He manifests His name in this person he, he manifests His name in this flower It's like scattered All throughout creation Right? Yeah. So why is it like that? Well le- We could talk about the sun Right? can a human being look directly at the sun he can't because the sun's greatness is so amazing Mm. that he needs uh, like iron Mm. eyes right to look at the sun Mm. I mean he needs like something amazing to look at the sun so but the sun is not forgotten everybody knows that the sun exists even though you don't directly look at it how do you know it exists because the flowers are reflecting it every single the the trees are reflecting it The, Mm. the land is reflecting it it's light every single thing that's visible to you is reflecting the sun's light. Hmm. So you never forget for an instant, wait, the, the sun sun's, sun's shining outside. Yeah. Same thing with creation. Hmm. Every single thing in creation is reflecting God's light. Hmm. So that you never forget God is there. Hmm. Right. This is why, again, kufr is such a huge crime because when you reject that God is there, what you're saying is you're depriving the haq of every single thing that's reflecting God's light. Right? Just like, for example, in this studio right now, this this, um, this light is allowing us to see everything, right? Kufr is like the person who comes and shuts the light off, right? And then we stumble around, yeah. around in the dark. It's, right?
3: ne- it's negating some very basic things.
0: It, very basic things. Yeah. But when the person shuts the light off, he's hurting everybody. Yeah. Right. It's the same thing with with kufr. When you which is
3: which is exactly why the uh, uh, sh- Sharia, it's like. I don't want to really get into this, but it made it illegal, right? It's something that should be illegal, <laughs> right. right? Because it's like uh, one of the biggest corruptors of society is to act, to operate upon falsehood, mm. upon false premises, yeah. right? To live life based upon a false premise. Mm. You're going to c- cause harm. Right, if we're living life based on a false premise that there are no trucks on the turnpike, yeah. <laughs> we can take a stroll on the turnpike, right? <laughs> right, right, right. You're going to cause immense harm. Exactly. Right. Well, the idea that there is nothing governing this universe is uh, the falsest premise mm-hmm. possible. Exactly. So therefore, life lived upon this premise it's is going to r- cause humanity an immense amount of harm. Mm. So prophets came to eliminate that, right? Or to believe that it, it, pagan and paganism, right? Mm. Believe that some other force is governing this universe right action upon that is going to create mega institutions right uh uh, upon that the Mm. the world will develop upon that idea and go into such a trajectory that anything that is good is temporary and an illusion and a mirage Mm. it's going to end up in something worse Mm. right yeah it's gonna it might look good in the beginning that look good is actually bad because it's actually getting us deeper and deeper we into we that. We see that now. We yeah.
0: see that now. I mean, if you study the history of philosophy, you mm. could see a direct connection yeah. between okay, the destruction of Christian theology uh-huh. and then materialist philosophy yeah. and then guess what, 200 years later, World War 2. Yeah. I mean, and <laughs> when I when I made the connection, I'm yeah. just like, wait a minute. This is be- be every, random. Because everything's linked yeah. because uh, yeah.
3: cosmology mm-hmm. uh, feeds epistemology. Yeah. What's certain and what's yeah. true and what's real epistemology is the ground upon which all institutions and disciplines build their homes such Mm -hmm. as economics right psychology Mm -hmm. all the sciences etc right law governance war everything is built upon that yeah right and uh if if the root of it all is something that's not reflective of reality truth truth is when is words that reflect reality Mm -hmm. right You're gonna end up with a great amount of harm. And now, I mean, World War Two claimed how many? World War One, World War Two claimed how many millions of people? Depression right now is claiming how many millions of people? A lot. Think about that. I mean, I mean, that's a slow death.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. A a society suffering an epidemic of depression is a slow death that might not trigger you to move like the World War World War One, World War Two did. Mm. Like World War Two was what? How many million? In a, sh- in a short like period 70, of
0: time. 70 million, or even more.
3: Yeah. Like, but in a few years, right? Yeah. How many years? Five, six years? Yeah. Of yeah. But it triggers humanity. We have to do something. There's no way humanity will not react to that. Mm-hmm. But this epidemic of depression is more like a slow drip yeah. death, right? Like the Holocaust. How many Palestinians have been killed so far? I don't know if you know the statistic. I'm, I'm not sure. Right. It's mm-hmm. a huge number, right? Yeah. But yeah. it's happening sort of slowly mm-hmm. over a so, l- decades. Yeah. To the point that it's only, like it's, it's at this point, I mean, it's like the number that could, that number can eclipse, yeah. right? Uh, uh, other wars. Mm-hmm. But it's just happening slowly.
0: And then people don't notice it. Because
3: and, you know, and so slowly. that which happens yeah. slowly is worse. Mm-hmm. When you slip into uh, an addiction, yeah. slowly, it's going to take a long way out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's going to be ugly. Exactly. It's going to get ugly. Exactly. Whereas if you just slipped into a sin right away, mm-hmm. uh, you can stop yourself. Yeah. So. Oh, well. I don't know how we got into that but. <laughs> no I mean it's uh well, it's in, oh it's we were saying we were saying that uh, what well, kufr is Kufr, yeah, how, sure. it, how yeah. it is um a <coughs> establishing a foundation yeah. that is not in line with reality and it's going to yeah, result exactly. in harm.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And um uh no I mean those those are uh, like uh tangents that you have I mean they yeah. offer offer like um practical advice and yeah. th- this is what we're trying to do like when I wrote these scripts um, I wanted theology to be relevant to people because mm-hmm. most of the time it, they're just abstract things Yeah. but when we're discussing theodicy right now you can see how so much of it is actually practical yeah. I mean we talked about free will I mean free will is the most practical thing there is yeah. right um, so uh, um, so uh, we're gonna uh, we're, we're approaching the end right now um, I just want to answer one more question mm-hmm. and, and we'll be good uh, the question is we're trying to say that evil is for a good purpose Hmm. and I brought this up in the first episode as well then what impetus does we do we have to stop evil right Mm. why should we um, why should we hate evil Mm -hmm. right okay maybe you can stop evil. maybe okay uh, somebody's fallen on a train track you go and uh, save them but what reason do we have to hate evil right because we should hate evil right if we see like a child being um, abused or, or a person uh, being sexually harassed or this or that. I mean, we should hate that in our hearts, mm-hmm. right? But how can we reconcile this with the fact that uh, all evil leads to some good and the the, the Purpose of existence is good, yeah. right? so the way we do this is I'm gonna use this analogy an exam, mm-hmm. right? in an exam, let's say a multiple-choice exam a teacher Puts a right answer and then several wrong answers,
1: mm.
0: right? Now, when you go to the exam and then uh, you look at you look at the the question and the answers, you learn about the right answer through the wrong answers by comparing with the wrong answers, mm-hmm. right? And this is how human beings come to knowledge by they, opposites. By opposites, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So when you look at the wrong answer, right? You don't like the wrong answer. Uh, falsehood is bad, mm. but then you choose the right answer. So the wrong answers served a purpose to guide you through, to the right answer. True, the wrong answers aren't in themselves good, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way that the wrong but answers their function is good. Their function is good, so they mm-hmm. end up in a bigger system that is overall good. So, so it's important that you hate evil. That's it's yeah. um, it's important. So, and you shouldn't dismiss this feeling because of the the podcast that we have. Yeah. But the question always should be: What can I learn from this hatred of evil? What yeah. can I learn about my Lord? right? Well, they call
3: that? Those, uh, they call those, uh, um, what do they call those? uh, Cautionary tales. Cautionary tales.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's serving this, uh, what do you call this? Comparison purpose Mm -hmm. in the human being. So we shouldn't, we shouldn't like let go of our feelings or try to be, uh, try to be robotic about evil, right? Mm -hmm. When we see evil, we should feel bad about it, but the question should, you have to fight it. Preempt, preempted as possible. Preempted as possible. Mm -hmm. And there's, uh, and, but the thing is that it's, you should always be asking, what does this uh, feeling of evil teach me teach me about my lord mm-hmm. just like when you look at a question with wrong answers, what do these wrong answers teach me about the right answer mm-hmm. right so um, I think I think that's a that's a very important distinction to make
3: uh, yeah. in society people are always trying to fight the evil and they lament that there's always evil mm-hmm. right but in fact, if you had absolutely conquered evil, mm-hmm. this is one of the worst evils mm. if you had absolutely conquered Poverty, if you have absolutely conquered tyranny, if you have absolutely conquered kufur, mm. if you have counts conquered ghafla, imagine a community that did this, right? Now imagine the nine-year-old, twelve-year-old, fourteen-year-old. Mm. Now he's twenty. Now he's thirty, right? What conception does he have? Mm. What struggle did he have to grow up through? None, nothing. None. So this person is now primed. Right to be defeated, he is mm, so weak. So, so kind of right, uh, these good times hmm. they produce the weakest of people. Right, they're gonna produce the weakest of people. So, kind of so now, as soon as the slightest hardship comes, this person has not been tested for anything. They break. Yep. Yeah. So that perfectly uh, clean environment is actually the worst thing. Your immune system is gonna be so weak, destroyed. Yeah. So in fact, one of the hikam. Uh, again, said Habib Omar um, uh, said Sayyidina Isa bin Maryam, mm. right? He, even when he's here, there's going to be evil, yeah. right? So why? Uh, so that the 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 blessing of struggle always exists because mm. from struggle comes out comes the goodness.
2: Yeah.
3: From pure goodness does not come goodness. Mm. You need struggle to mm. come uh, to, for goodness to be born yeah. out of
0: it. And and that's what we observe in the world, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're saying okay, God could have made a possible world that's different than this well okay maybe he has but this is the world that we live in right mm-hmm. and the journey of finding truth is trying to figure out how this world
3: works and, and this is this is how the world works and you're uh that that uh, who was it um a catholic um, priest or something, or something like yeah. whoever said that don't try to look at the world's oh say, sorry, say nursey. Nursey, yeah don't try to look at it from god's lens because uh it's never gonna happen yeah you
0: can't um yeah. the only thing we could do is um Go with the knowledge that we do have.
3: When you create, when you start asking one of those whys, mm-hmm. you're gonna never end. Yeah. Uh, even one of them recently, uh, one woman asked me, "Why did Allah Taala belittle the women by creating Eve second?
1: Hmm.
3: Why not create how with Adam so her, to preserve her dignity?" Right. I was like, first of all, there is no way a believer in Allah Taala can ask that question. Because if you yeah. believe in Allah, the definition of Allah is He's all knowing. Exactly. The definition of Allah is He's not asked about what He does. You're asked. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So there is no way a believer in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a true believer, mm. can ask that question. Yeah. He's your God. Yeah. Right? You're lucky to exist. Exactly. Right? Yeah. SubhanAllah. That, that's like you said, that, that big picture. You said yeah. that servant yeah. who's given this beautiful garment and yeah. asked to show it off and turn around and show yeah. all the people. You are lucky to exist. Hold on a second, right? So let's look at the big picture here. <laughs> right. Right. So uh, be thankful for of your existence. Someone yeah. said, oh, that's like a totalitarian thing. It's not totalitarian. Total- your life is actually in his hands. Yeah. It's the, the, the totalitarian is an equal. Yeah. Right? That fascist, that dictator, he's an equal. Mm-hmm. He's not, yeah, he, uh, I owe him nothing right he should not be lording over me mm-hmm. but God actually controls you owns you <laughs> right Put you into existence right. can take you out of it can put you into hellfire yeah. right so that you can't go and ask and treat the equal treat, mm-hmm. treat your creator the way you we treat an equal and,
0: and this is the biggest problem I have with people that say exactly that, that yeah. Islam is a totalitarian religion this yeah. and that like what are you talking about <laughs> like God owns you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I don't. I don't know what religion you follow. Yeah. These these uh, Protestant progressive Christians. Yeah. Oh, God is a, we're co-creators with God, as if we're like God's friends. Yeah. Right? Like you know we're equals. We grew up together. Yeah. We do things. Like that's not a God.
3: It would have been totalitarian if it was man-made. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Uh, but so obviously that's the premise that they have. Mm-hmm. But even that's not even totalitarianism because yep. no Muslim believes that. Uh, uh, that man made this sharia yeah and no muslim is claiming it mm-hmm. right so that idea is if you look at these people what do you do with your own property yeah. you guys are obsessed with freedom mm-hmm. right to do what you want with your property, your property. right yeah. is my eyes i could look at whatever i want mm-hmm. it's my body i could do with it whatever i want wait a second then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he created right he could do whatever he wants with this creation mm-hmm. yeah. so why are you applying a principle to yourself yeah right and then turn it around and when it comes to a creator, you're, pre- you're applying an opposite principle.
0: You, you know, Syed Nursi says something so amazing. He yeah. says the ego, you know, yeah. this ego that wants to own things and, mm-hmm. and uh, claim ownership. Yeah. He says the ego exists to be a comparison to yeah. know your Lord. It's, upon- it's so amazing. Just like just like you, you're like, oh, I want to own this. I want to yeah. own that. And then you say, wait a minute, but somebody owns me. Yeah. And then, therefore, now you have this perfect belief in Allah that yeah. he owns you. So you came to that using your ego. Employer-employee
3: relationship is great too. Like, what kind of employee do you want? Mm. I I want an employee that's that's um, uh, that has his strength, Mm -hmm. resilience, consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I would like him to have. um, You know, uh, I would like him to obey. Mm. Right. When I say something, I want it done right away.
0: Yeah.
3: I'm not paying you for for Mm. otherwise. If I want advice from you, I'll tell you. Yeah. Right. So that's the type of employee. If I want that kind of employee. And now you want to serve Allah Ta'ala. Why don't you be that for Him? Yeah. Right? Be that for Him, he'll give you, you know, what you want.
0: And the thing is that he's generous. Mm. He could zap you out of existence for doing something wrong. He doesn't.
3: We're actually lucky that Allah (laughs) Ta'ala loves to see his Abd be Mm. creative. Yeah. Right? Unlike unlike my the employee that you would want to have, you want an employee who's gonna I want X, give me X, right? Mm. But Allah Ta'ala loves actually the Abt to be creative in what he does mm. Right Do something excellent Do, Bring something new
0: Yeah
3: Right Bring something unique to people mm. Right Don't be, be an automaton And take ownership of o- ownership of it In yeah. that Allah Ta'ala Masajid is as an example
0: Yeah
3: They're the houses of Allah But you made it You yeah. name it Yeah You, exactly. you, call, you paint it you run it mm. right subhanallah so subhanallah. so is, allah ta'ala is far more vast and generous exactly. than your regular yeah. run of the mill employee
0: exactly and and yeah. i think the biggest disease uh, with modern theology and um, uh, people's conception of god is that they see god as just a stronger human being ruling over them mm. rather than god yeah who it, is the it source it of views being. as an equal yeah. yeah who is the source of being right yeah. And the very fact, and again, I bring this point home, that existence is a blessing because this source of being is allowing you to be a
3: reflection of Him. Uh, I mean, forget the the fact that He even knows who you are and paid (laughs) any attention to you, right? Yeah. So think about that too, let alone all the other things which you just said. Mm -hmm. And
0: you know what's amazing is that uh, when we pay attention to somebody, it's within time right yeah. So for example, uh, your two-year- old child mm-hmm. you cannot enjoy your two-year-old child for the rest of your life yeah right he grows just up that moment uh, you know he just enjoy him for a few uh, um, uh, toddler years uh, toddler whatever. years yeah. whatever right and then he changes into something else yeah and then he might become a rebellious teenager and then yeah. whatever right when the the relationship that God has with a servant is a timeless one mm. like he's always present so for example, when you're a 2-year-old god appreciates you forever subhanallah. because there's no time right there's yeah. uh, in god's realm there's no there's no such thing as time every moment of your life is unique to him right mm-hmm. so the relationship that you have with him is like an eternal relationship subhan right so this is something i mean this is enough of an honor yeah. um, so uh again i I'm, I'm going off topic but mm. um it's, it's it's something to think about yeah, that's beautiful subhanallah um the last thing that I wanted to say was that the the Prophet ﷺ and all the prophets, they're perfect mirrors uh, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mm. names. Right? So they actually show us the purpose of creation. Mm. Right? That this is why the prophets come to come to people, right? They they remind them of the purpose of creation, and then they themselves show show the the people, hey, look, this is what a, a purposeful human being looks like mm. right a, a person that has achieved his purpose this is what he looks like
3: actually right? we the the idea of prophecy is a necessity yeah it's an absolute necessity mm-hmm. otherwise we would never know yeah exactly right. because again the a,
0: epist- epistemological gap is so yeah, big
3: the gap is so big we would have yeah. to have it's absolute necessity mm-hmm. uh, Naboo was a necessity and yeah uh, uh, Otherwise we would have, there would be no compass. Yeah. We would not, the Nabi comes and says, this is North, mm, right? Exactly. His existence is North. Mm-hmm. So now I know mm-hmm. North, South, East, and West, and, and exactly. I know what's right and what's wrong. Without yeah. him, we, uh, yeah. Uh,
0: so, yeah, I think we're, you know, we're approaching time. Okay, um, good. And uh, Anything else? That I, I wanted to read this last poem that I had. Okay, let's hear um, it. Just a quick recap before that. Uh like Existence is fundamentally good again because mm-hmm. uh, you existing gives you the potential to reflect Allah's names mm-hmm. and have a relationship with him and number two um, Is that? Uh, you get to know God mm. right these two things and in those two things are the greatest sources of joy mm. And this is tried and tested by um, a personal experience, mm. right? Uh, so here's this concluding poem. Mm. Uh, I forgot the author of this poem, but uh, It has a really nice line uh, In it, So it says here, I came from the hands of the beloved. Mm. What do I need the temporary place for? I'm inclined to that possession. What do I need this world for? I drank the wine of love. I migrated to the rose garden of the heart. I gave up my existence. What do I need fame and decorations for? I came to this world just to leave, to reach the beloved through wisdom, to watch his beauty with love. What do I need this and that for? While there are thousands of translations from heart to heart, what does this tongue speak about? Since the heart is the language itself, what do I need the speech and declarations for? Haki, who's the author of the poem, does not need anything from all that is created. When there is the creator of the universe, what do I need my time for? Right? And there's this beautiful line, to watch his beauty with love. Right. I think I mean that's beautiful. That's that's, that's beautiful. really that's really what the <laughs> believer does, right? That is he's, he's a traveler in the world, and yeah. he watches the beauty of yeah. creation, um, w- wanting to go back to the source. Subhanallah.
1: Subhanallah.
3: That is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, once the uh, muezzin recognizes the source, yeah, then all of the the creations of that source mm-hmm. merely become side dishes. Yeah,
0: they're means. they means to yeah. You know,
3: means to increase yeah. one's love since a human being is naturally going to love himself mm. then when Allah Ta'ala gives him from his creation and from his bounty and fadl, yeah. it's merely a sort of jump start yeah. to remind himself of his love of his Lord. Mm-hmm. <inaudible> 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 Thank you so much. This was uh, absolutely critical mm. and uh, I actually really love these episodes especially Sayyid Nursi's uh, yeah. commentary on them. They're mm. extremely deep and inshallah Uh, what you sent will be posted up in the so people can read it as well. We'll put it in little pieces and then maybe we'll just put the whole thing at the same time. All right, Jazakullah. Any final comments?
0: Uh, just a shout out to Saad Yusuf who uh made me understand Nursi. Great, (laughs) I was too lazy to read uh, Nursi's own works. Um, and then shout out to Tamim for sharing uh the paper on occasionalism. Uh, Tamim Farouk, Uh, I think you know Fahim
3: Farouk, I can't Um, remember him.
0: Yeah, well he's uh, one of Wakaar's friends. Okay. So. Oh, from England? <laughs> um, no, he's from Canada. Okay. Yeah, oh, so okay. Um, again, his brother shared um, a really, really amazing paper with me mm. uh, that I used for the free will section. So oh, nice. Jazakallah khair to all of you. Credit credit is due.
3: Good. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> so. Alrighty, صل على الله عليه وسلم ورحمة الله وبركاته وارساله ورحمة الله وبركاته وارساله ورحمة الله وبركاته وارساله ورحمة الله
2: ورحمة الله